Welcome, everybody. <laughs> That's all you got to say? I don't know. He's on a roll today. I don't know if this is actually being recorded or not. Oh, um, we recording everything. Okay. He sometimes turns the mic on beforehand. They all know that. Tell and us something we don't know. I was just singing a song that was in Zumba this morning. Sing it. No. I'm not singing it. It's not karaoke time. Yeah, there's a mic in front of your face. You might as well attempt it. It's okay. So anyway, guys, this is going to be a short podcast today. Uh, we have an interview we're doing on Tuesday, and we have two next Sunday. So the next three weeks will be actual um, interviews with people. I know I promised one today, but it got canceled. So we're going to talk about... Um, what do you mean got canceled? I didn't get in touch with the lady to get it scheduled. So I had to cancel. Mm. I actually talked to her today. So anyway... Um, Lock on your part. In, interesting enough, um, tomorrow we're recording. We came and talk. We're recording today, which is Saturday, March fifth. But Black Balloon Day is March sixth, and this focuses on opioid awareness. So I just wanted to bring this up because there's different events that you can, can you participate. Shut that door. That you can participate in. Um, can you turn the fan on. Whether it's uh, virtual. Um, you can do it yourself. Um, but this is something that's been going on since 2015. I actually Googled it. I've been hearing a lot about it this week, Black Balloon Day. I participated last year. I took some black balloons out to the cemetery for Kyle, and I handed some black balloons out to some families that I know lost a loved one to the opioid addiction as well. But What, what was their response? They appreciated it. So they, they knew they were aware of what it represents. Um, one of the one of the mothers was not aware of what Black Balloon Day was, but it's pretty much on Facebook. You can see it here and everywhere. I'm curious what kind of response did you get for that individual that didn't know what it was? She cried and just appreciated it. I remembered that she lost her son. It's kind of sad that so you. So how how'd she correlate the two to? I told her. Put that together. Oh, so you told her before you gave the balloon. I handed the balloons to her. And what'd she say? And she said, why are you giving me these balloons? Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. Like, and well, and I explained to her that it's Black Balloon Day. Okay. And she said, oh, I didn't know that existed. But it's, it's, a re- it's in remembrance to focus on opioid awareness as well. But it's kind of sad when you go to the dollar store and you're getting like 20 balloons to separate into fives to give the people that you know locally um, who've lost a loved one. So I started last year, and then I saw it was coming up again this year. It's every March 6th. Um, and the reason it's March 6th is because it was this day actually began with a family who lost a loved one. Their names are Diane and Lauren Hurley. Um, they did this in remembrance of Greg Trembley, which was a family member of theirs who, at age 38, died on March 6, 2015. So it's kind of crazy how this like grew because it's actually an international and national event and it's to shine light on the opioid fight on the opioid fight and to remember those that have died. So one little family who lost a loved one actually started this event and now it's like I said it's national and international. And I was Googling it earlier just to see, you know, what the background history was. And the goal behind it is to challenge people to learn about addiction, start conversations, and reduce stigma. So I said to Austin, how ironic is that? 
Um, it's to reduce stigma, and we do our podcast on stigma. So there is still stigma out there. Um, we do need to start conversations because it's happening more and more. They actually said that more people are likely to die of an opioid overdose than from a car accident or by a gun. So um, there's different things that you can do. There's a virtual balloon template. If you go online and you Google um, Black Balloon Day, there's different events that you can participate in. There's tributes that you can do. There's um, there's a virtual, which I thought was kind of cool. It's a virtual balloon template, um, and that's you share your loved one's names and message. It releases, and then you would release the virtual balloon on social media, and they want you to add the hashtag pound sign Black Balloon Day and tag at Overdose Lifeline. Um, they'll share your story as well and your pictures, but there's there's multiple different things that you can do on Instagram, TikTok, there's um, Facebook. So if you want to go out there in remembrance of your lost loved one, there's so many different things that you can put their pictures on. I think it's kind of cool. Austin asked me where I'm putting my balloons tomorrow, and typically I go to the cemetery. Like I said, I give them to Kyle, put them on the on his grave, um, some people can put them on their front door, wherever you want to put them, just it's awareness, and I think it's a cool thing to do. So I just wanted to make everybody aware of that. If you lost a loved one, or even if you didn't lose a loved one, but you have someone struggling, or you just want to remember those who did lose somebody, um, tomorrow is that day, Black Balloon Day. Anything you want to share? Austin's all talked before the podcast, and now he's just sitting here uh, soaking it in. So anyway, I just I said it was going to be a short podcast. I just want to make everybody aware of that. Um, March is a rough month for me. Only because you see it as a rough month? Well, I don't. You're right. I'm going to take accountability. I don't know why I do it at Christmas time, but I do it around this time of year, and it was kind of funny. I was at a basketball game a couple nights ago a girls basketball game and I turned around and I saw Kyle's best friend's mother um, sitting behind me at the basketball game so we got to chat a little bit about Kyle um, how they miss Kyle she shared with me that he gave them a Christmas tree at Christmas um, a couple years before he passed and that they still put that Christmas tree up Um, it was great to talk to her we shared some stories of things that Kyle did. He called her mom number two. Um, so they were close. And I would say Jordan was probably Kyle's best friend um, for a long time. He had uh, Jordan in his life. He did Other spend. Other than Ted Ted. Ted Ted's his teddy bear. It's his best friend. Well, it may have been his best friend. Um, Ted Ted sits on a bench in my living room now. But. It was great to see her and talk about Kyle and talk about stories and things. And we sometimes forget, and I know that one of our podcasts coming up, we want to talk to the siblings of lost loved ones because sometimes they feel lost or not accounted for in in the trauma that happens when you lose a, a person, any type of person. But specifically, we're going to talk about what it's like to be a sibling of someone that um, lost their life to addiction. So speaking with her, she shared some things that, you know, how we all grieve and we sometimes forget even the friends 
that don't forget that day and have to remember that day. So it doesn't only just affect families, it affects friends. And we're coming up March 16th, it'll be eight years for Kyle. And to hear that some of his friends still struggle with that, you know, it's hard. It's good to hear conversation and be able to talk about him, but to hear that people are still struggling and didn't know or did know and didn't help, um, it's hard to handle sometimes. So this month will be eight years for Kyle. It doesn't seem that long to me. To, to you? We've come a long way in eight years. The past year and a half, um, we started these podcasts. I know we've. All, I've always thought it as it's just when you're closer, you're going to see him again. I, maybe I'm just optimistic about it, but no, that's true, and that's what I say every year on his Facebook page. One day, it's not it doesn't even have to be one year. It's like one day closer every day that goes by. It's one day closer till we're going to see those loved ones again. So. Yeah, but that's coming up, so we'll talk about that um, closer who, to that date. Who are we talking to about the siblings? Who are we going to talk about? Yeah. Now, who who are we uh, getting on here? We're going to reach out to Justin. Oh. He's asked a couple times. I thought times. had somebody beside him. No, we're going to reach out to Are we getting Dylan on for that one? Yeah, Dylan needs to be on that one. You need to be on that one. Um, we did have Brittany... Uh, a while back, that was probably back in May, we had Brittany, um, Bruce Bartz's daughter, whose brother committed suicide. Um, Bruce was on the show, well, not on the show, on the podcast. <laughs> and then Brittany came a short time afterwards and shared her struggles with being the sister of someone uh, who committed suicide. But I think there's a lot of individuals out there. We were at that one group meeting um, at Heritage Hills and there were some young girls who wanted to talk about it who lost their siblings and we just there's a lot of support groups out there but not necessarily for siblings and I know that there's a need for that and uh, there's what family connections that's family related ain't it? yeah the family connections and not one more is um, and Gina's going to come on and talk about that that's more for like families well, she already talked about it she mentioned it a little bit, but that organization's actually growing pretty quickly and has a lot of participants. They were at the Prancy Pig today, I think it's called Prancy Pig. Um, Wouldn't that include the, the the kids or the related? But that's just events. Or are you talking like? That's just like kids that go to events. Like a lot of that's geared towards grandparents who are raising their children's uh, children for whatever reason. Um, it's a family connection. I know that um, if you go on Facebook and look at the Not One More page, they actually just had an event today. Um, Gina posted it. I saw there's quite a few people there. So that family connections isn't necessarily a support group where you can go and talk. There's a lot of support groups, but I don't know that there's one individually. Alyssa and I talked about a group um, because we have that CARES group that is a support group. Mostly older people go to that, but something for siblings would be something that would be of interest, I think, because I think we're lacking in that 
And I know that um, one individual that I talked to said, everybody always says, how's mom and how's dad? And nobody ever asks, well, how, how are you doing? And it affects, it affects the siblings as well. So that's something that we will bring up. And I have some really good people coming on the podcast. Um, thanks to the not one more people reaching out. Austin and I did a speaking event, not really a speaking event, but shared what we do at a group. Um, so hopefully that'll bring some more interesting conversations and some education coming your way. I just need to reach out and talk to some of those people. Anything else that you want to cover before we uh, wrap this up? Again, guys, remember today you're listening to this. March 6th is Black Balloon Day. It would be awesome to go down the street or just drive around and see a lot of black balloons. Again, it doesn't have to be your child. Not that we want to see them. We don't want to see them, but it's in remembrance of. And so it would be great to see that people are supporting it because, again, the reason behind it is to challenge people to learn about addiction. So if people drive down the street and see a lot of black balloons, think about Austin. They're going to say, what the heck's going on? Why do all these different properties have black balloons? Are they going to look it up? And the reality of it is if people have black balloons out and there's that many that you notice that there's so many black balloons all over the area or the community, people are going to look to find out, and then you're talking about it. And if you're educating whether they have a good feeling or a bad feeling about it, it's going to bring awareness if you see enough black balloons to Google and find out what the heck that stands for. So I think it's good even if if you're just aware to put black balloons, even if it's just one black balloon on your mailbox, on your door, or whatever. It honors those that were lost, but it also does bring awareness because curiosity will definitely be a factor if there's enough of those balloons out there. What do you do with them after Sunday? Whatever you want. Cut them and let them go? I don't know if you're supposed to do that anymore. People do that, but... What you say they do in there? They put messages inside the balloon? No, no. I'm talking about the... That's the virtual balloon template. So that's what you do on social media. So there must be a, there's a template that you fill out the information, their name, their story, anything you want to say, a message that you want to share. And then you put it on this Facebook uh, page, Google it, Black Balloon Day. And there's different Instagram, Facebook, different groups. Well, why don't we challenge people to put, can you put a note inside of a balloon and then blow it up and then release it? And then if somebody finds it. Oh, I never thought about that. But then again, if it deflates, you're not going to see the inside of it. I'm just trying to get creative here. No, that's a good idea. I mean, I guess you could. But it's only going to be exposed if you pop it. Like I don't. And then if it rains, I, there's a lot of different factors there in play. Yeah, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. I just think if you do put it out there, you know when you start to drive down the street and you see things like, for example, the military, they have that green light. And people know, most people know what that means, but not everybody. So if you have this black balloon and you're driving around and people are saying, what the heck's going on black balloons? Um, it just brings the awareness, and that's the goal behind it. So, and it is national and international. So, I'm kind of curious to see. I'm gonna put a picture of Kyle with black balloons on my Facebook page. There should be a hashtag. There should be like a hashtag or something that you can put on there to send it to a. That's what I just told you. You're not. What's listening. the hashtag? I said it's hashtag the pound sign, which is the number sign, Black Balloon Day. And then tag it to Overdose Lifeline so they can share it. 
just bring the facts back yeah. up before we quit this podcast. No, but I think, oh, yeah, right. You didn't listen the first time. But how I cool did. is it to see how many – everybody gets on social media. Everybody gets on Instagram or TikTok, whatever. You can do the TikTok also because you like to do that kind of stuff. And I've done one for a long time. You can flex or whatever you want to do. Just make sure that you have black balloons in your hand tomorrow when you're doing that because it's just in honor of those and remembrance of those that lost their life but also that brings awareness. If we could flood... It's for the ones that are active in, aware, in addiction as well, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. It's just... So I wasn't listening? So it's just a flood. Mm. If we could flood social media tomorrow to bring that awareness again... Um, reduce the stigma, start conversations. So if anybody has any questions, Google it. Um, if you want to participate, it would be awesome to put those black balloons out there. Um, and there's that new Kyle family members that listen. I know a lot of family members listen, get those balloons out there and let's start a conversation and reduce the stigma. How many balloons do you think you're going to see tomorrow? Not enough. There's never going to be enough balloons for all the lives that were lost. She's saying people are going to sell out. The people aren't going to sell out, but people aren't aware of it. You didn't know until today. And I did this last year. I agree with what they're doing. It's bringing awareness because you're going to ask, like, what, what's that represent? Right. So instead of people just picking a specific Kind of like day, the story you just told me about that guy's thing what guy's thing the acronym for this guy's houses forget it move on i don't know what you're talking about what are you talking about s oh my gosh that's what i'm saying like this this is a it's a good way to bring awareness as far as it's going going to question people people are going to be like what what's that well that's what i mean that's why that's it's important why I said to put that. okay i got it got it yeah, that's why I said everybody should put black balloons out there, not just like... Do they write on the blue? Can they write on the balloons? I guess with white paint or something. You can do whatever. But just the fact that they're seeing the balloons is going to be the question. If you're driving down the street and you see a bunch of balloons, are you going to ask the question? And they're on random houses. And you turn the corner and you go two miles and then you see more black balloons. Some people are afraid of balloons. It's a It's a symbol. So I encourage everybody to get your black balloons out there tomorrow. Start that conversation. Anybody that's been listening to our podcast, we're up to 91 podcasts, I think. This will be episode 91. Has learned something that they can share in a conversation with somebody. Because What can you share with somebody? I have a lot to share with people. I've learned a lot through all these podcasts. I can't even name. If I were to sit down and write down everything that I learned, it would take me forever. What's one thing that stands out? To me? That I learned? Yeah, about addiction. One thing that stands out to me that I've learned or have an opinion on is, is it a choice or is it a disease? And I go back and forth with that. Uh, what's her face? I think it was Michelle said uh, on the her podcast. She made a statement like it doesn't really matter anymore if it's a choice, if, if it's a choice or not. Because you gotta look, you gotta look beyond that now. If you made the choice, it's already done. 
I understand that. I'm just saying, you asked me, what did I learn? And I learned that controversial conversation on is it a disease or is it a choice? You liked uh, the conversation. It's what I learned. Well, which one is it? It depends. <laughs> it depends who you talk to. I believe the Kathy Jensen conversation. I heard her speak twice, and I'm going to reach out to her and see if she wants to do this podcast. Um, pretty much convinced me that it is a choice. In the beginning. In the beginning, but after that choice, then it becomes a disease. A disease. And and I have to share with you. So I, I was that controls the decision making part of your brain right and then i actually was speaking with an individual a few days ago whose wife um died of cancer and we we were just getting to know each other and he was sharing that he lost a wife uh, they were married for like 30 years and she died of cancer and then we somehow got in the topic about kyle and he said that his wife was addicted to drugs and i said oh and he said at the end, she was given fentanyl um, because she had cancer and it was so painful. And at that point, like, that's what these drugs were made for, were for people that were terminally ill that were not going to survive. So if they became addicted to it, it would be okay because they're, they were going to pass. So these original drugs, it just made me think after I hung up the phone with him, like that was the reason that these pharmaceutical companies came out with these drugs because I've never had cancer. I hope I never get cancer, but that that disease has to be that painful in order to keep them resting and comfortable in the end that they become addicted to these drugs. And he said because of the opioid epidemic, it's hard to get these drugs. He had to drive all over just to pick up a couple when she ran out. And a lot of the drugstores wouldn't give them and didn't have them to give. So it's kind of ironic that the reason that these drugs were manufactured and approved were for situations like that. And then we took advantage of it. And now people that truly need those drugs um, struggle to get them. And and you hear that from people from time to time that because of the addiction, they can't get their pills. So um, there's two stories to that as well. But I thought that was interesting. So what did you learn? What's the one thing that sticks out in your mind? I learned nothing. I apologize, guys. He's in this role. He's in this mood today. Um, <laughs> what did you learn? What's one thing that sticks out in your brain? Uh... Addiction doesn't have to be the rest of your life. Okay, that's a good one. Or, or you should I say you can control addiction, even if it is the rest of your life. Day by day, minute by minute, whatever it takes. And we've had a pretty good success rate with people that we talk to. So yeah, just got to realize it's not the end. And it doesn't dictate who you are as a person. Good. Okay, guys. Well, now you have an extra, you have some extra time because this podcast is short. You have extra time to get out there and get those balloons. <laughs> 
instead of sitting and listening to your pajamas and your to the podcast, get out there. The dollar store has black balloons. Let's buy them all so that they don't have any more to sell. And thanks again for listening. We will have guests on the next three weeks. So enjoy your week and happy Black Balloon Day. See ya. See ya.